Tuvav, Taf, Shin, Ayin, Gimel, the 15th, the 773. It is Monday, and we are coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. during which the Nachum Siegel Network was not playing our usual music mix. We are back live on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten, and what a, what a great way to come back with Yehoram Gaon and the song, Lo Nafsik Lashir, We Will Never Stop Singing. And uh, it's not just about the Israel Show, and it's not just about the Nachum Siegel Network. It's about the Jewish people. We will never stop singing. God willing, we shall always Continue. We are here every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Israel Time, and of course, available always on the archives at NachumSiegel.com, available via the iPhone, by the way. And now I have come to the, uh, I've been informed, I have, I've received the memo that there is now an Android app for the Nachum Siegel Network. So the Androids among you, amongst you, go to the Android um, store and do a search. It's free. Do a search for the Nachum Siegel Network, and that app will come up. Uh, we'll go back to some music, and we have lots of stuff planned for you today. We're going to um, 
remember a lot of historic events that took place during this period of time. It is Tubav, obviously, one of the, the Gemara says it is one of the most joyous days on the Jewish calendar. Uh, we will focus on some of the other things that happened during this period of time of the year in the history of modern Israel and um, share with you and hopefully help you remember. And, and, and remembering is not just remembering. I think we all realize that. Rem- remembering is a very integral part of Judaism. Remembering is doing something. It's not just, in Judaism at least, it's not just a cerebral uh, sitting around and contemplating. Anyway, back to the music. Eric Einstein with Ma'ata Osek Sha'ata Kam Baboka. What do you do when you get up in the morning? <laughs> My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Well, Israel, I don't know if it's officially Israel, but a major Israeli international news station was launched last week. Very, very interesting. Um, This is a uh, news station called I-24, the letter I, the number 24, I-24 News, an Israeli 24-hour international TV news station, which is not government-funded, but is funded individually by a uh, very wealthy French-Israeli Jew. He is a telecom tycoon by the name of Patrick Drahi. Uh, I think that's the way you pronounce his name. Um, And the idea 
is to provide a worldwide network like like Al Jazeera, like CNN, like whatever. Um, but here the idea is to give a more balanced approach to the news, especially news about Israel. But it, it's a sort of like worldwide uh, news network. It has uh, currently has 150 journalists wor working for it. They're located in Yafo, the port of Yafo, south of Tel Aviv. Um, so it's quite interesting, I will say. And we are going to post a link to this new website, um, the website of this new network, um, on our Facebook page. I'll tell you what it is. It's www.i, the number 24, news.tv. And if you want the English, so then it's slash en slash. Interesting, um, an, an, an interesting idea something that we sorely need in the Jewish world and in the world of Israeli Hasbara. Uh, I'm wondering how long this can last. Um, how much? I guess a lot of it has to do with how much money uh, this person is ready to put into it. Um, and speaking of our Facebook page, we um, posted a link to the uh, opening song, Lone of Sikh Lashir. We're going to post the link to the I-24 News website. And yes, we have broken the 100 likes threshold. We are now at 101 likes, and we thank you so much. We thank you all for uh, joining our page, liking our page, participating uh, through the page with the show. The latest uh, liker is Ronit, and we thank Ronit, Ronit Mayan. We thank you very much for joining and liking the Israel show page. It's facebook.com slash the Israel Show. Um, this Shabbat, I had the opportunity to spend the time with uh, friends of mine, friends for many, many years, um, Menachem and Rivka Honig, in, uh, they're currently on Shlichut in Highland Park. Um, and I saw an album, believe it or not, from 2009 that I had never realized was out there. Barry Sakharov is an uh, Israeli artist. To the best of my knowledge, he's not an observant Israeli artist, and yet... Like many uh, artists in Israel, he's put out an album of um, songs from traditional sources. In this case, it is all songs written by Ibn Gabirol, who was a poet uh, in the Golden Age of Spain. So we're going to give you one of those um, selections, selections from that album, Malach Yechida. Barry Sakharov, the name of the album is Adume Hasifatot. Adume Hasifatot, yes, that's what it's called. It's from 2009. Malach Yechida, from the songs of Ibn Gabirol, here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show.
Sakharov off of the album Adumei HaSefatot, the songs of the, um, wow, now of course I, uh, now I'm blanking, so um, Ibn Gabirol, that's who it is, songs of Ibn Gabirol, blanked on that, I was thinking of Ibn Ezra suddenly, no it's not the songs of Ibn Ezra, that's the other guys do that. How much regard have an album of songs of Ibn Ezra? It's very cool that we can actually put out modern music albums totally dedicated to songs written by people from, you know, the 1100s, the 1400s, Ibn Ezra, Ibn Gabirol. It's, it's uh, Rabbi Yehuda Halevi. I think uh, Etty Ankeri put out an album with Rabbi Yehuda Halevi songs. Um, Anyway, on to new stuff today. Yes, later today. El Al Al Aircraft will be taking off from the United States, and it will be filled with families making Aliyah, families who have decided to return to the land of Israel where we all belong. Um, And this flight, interestingly, um, has an unusually large number of kids Nefesh Benefesh points out that on this flight there will be 106 kids um, out of the 223 Olim who will be arriving. 106 of them are under the age of 17. 56 girls, 50 boys. Youngest is two-month-old girl, and the oldest is a 17-year-old boy. It is so amazing, and it is so beautiful, and the work that Nefesh Benefesh does what can we say? It's beyond comprehension. Um, we should all be doing it. I, I'm talking about myself. Um, we have we spoke about it a few weeks ago on the Israel show. We had an interview with Rabbi Dr. Gideon Rothstein about the imperative of Aliyah. And um, we should at least be thinking about it. Anyway, Nefesh Benefesh, uh, it's, it's cool because they write that obviously when you're on such a flight, you already know that you're not going to get much sleep because uh, so many kids are on the flight. And in order to assist the parents in watching over the children, they're brilliant, Nefesh Benefesh. And to keep the kids busy during the long flight and welcoming ceremony at Ben Gurion Airport, Nefesh Benefesh will be distributing coloring books, games and toys, special T-shirts, surprises, and even a story hour in business class. I love that. I love it. Throughout 2013, it is expected that 989 children will make Aliyah to Israel via the Nefesh Benefesh organization, which is a 20% increase in comparison to 2012. Now, I know that Nefesh Benefesh very often uh, will videocast, you know, uh, webcast the welcoming ceremony either live or on demand or both. So I am posting to our Facebook page the link to the Nefesh Benefesh 
website. It's www.nbn, nefesh benefesh, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. And um, I've seen um, parts of uh, these welcoming ceremonies, and they are just so exciting and so terrific. On a personal note, um, a relatively new friend, Jeff Rappaport, is on that flight as well. And um, I take this opportunity to wish him a him and everybody else. Klita Kala. May your settlement in Israel be easy. Um, and uh, um, we should all be envious of you. And we should all follow in the footsteps of these Olim. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten, and hey, here's an appropriate song for that story. Deron Mazar, Ani Chuzer Habaita. Ani Chuzer Habaita, Ani Vehagitara, Ani Chuzer Habaita, Vehader Shara.
Doron Mazar with Ani Chazarabaita. That was in honor of the Nefesh Benefesh flight filled with Olim, 223 Olim that are going to be making their new home in the state of Israel. As of tomorrow, you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten. If you'd like to send me an email, and we'd love to hear from you, we really do. We invite your participation and your comments and your song requests and everything. Uh, shoot me an email. Mayor, M-E-I-R, M-E-I-R, Mayor, at NachumSiegel.com, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com. Mayor at NachumSiegel.com. Of course, you can post on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. And as we say, take a look, give a like, have a listen. Um, We are coming to you live, but the show is also rebroadcast on Wednesday afternoons on the Nachum Siegel Network at 3 p.m., or whenever you want, on demand, on the Nachum Siegel Network, nachumsiegel.com, and on the iPhone app, which is available for free in the iTunes store. Just type in Nachum Siegel Network. And now, yes, the good news for the Android people is now there is an Android app as well, also free. And look for it. Just type in Nachum Siegel. Look for it in the... um, Look for it where? In the Android store. I don't know exactly how that works. I'm not an Android person. Um, let's see. What should we talk about first? Okay. What we'll talk about first is um, we'll talk about the sad stuff first and then about the good stuff later, I guess. Okay? We'll do, we'll do it that way. Do you ever wonder? Do you ever wonder why there's a yeshiva in Yerushalayim that's called Yeshivat Hebron? And the answer is because that yeshiva used to be in Hebron. In fact, the yeshiva made aliyah, if you will, in the olden days, in the 1800s, I believe it was. Um, the yeshiva of Slabodka moved from Eastern Europe, made aliyah to Hebron, and established itself there. But on the 18th day of the month of Av, 84 years ago this week, 1929, the Arabs of Hebron rioted and massacred. 67 Jews were killed that Friday night, including 12 Americans, by the way. Because the Arabs of Hebron just didn't like the fact that there were Jews in Hebron and, and more were coming. This was before there was a state by the way, those who who think that the Arabs uh, are the way they are to us because they're aggrieved because of the state of Israel. This is before the quote-unquote occupation of 1967 that everybody talks about. This is 1929. The Jews were a minority in the city of Hebron, but they lived there for hundreds of years. And yet, one Friday night, the Arabs rioted and slaughtered 67 Jews. There were, by the way, riots throughout the country. A total of 113 Jews were killed throughout the country that around that time. 17 in Yerushalayim, 20 in Tzfat. But of course, Hebron was the worst, the Hebron massacre that everybody knows about of 1929. And the Arabs, the Arabs got what they wanted, and they used this this tool of terrorism. Going back early into the 1900s, and they continue to use it today, and ultimately, they end up getting what they want, because unfortunately, all too often, The West and the Jews and many others give in to terror. And yes, the Jews ran away from Hebron. And after hundreds of years, there was no longer a Jewish yeshuva, a Jewish community in Hebron. And the yeshiva of Hebron relocated in Yerushalayim. And that's why there is a yeshiva in Yerushalayim called Yeshivat Hebron. It is interesting that eight years ago, that was 84 years ago, 
eight years ago, around this time, from the tenth day in the month of Av through the eighth day of the month of Elul, Jews again gave in to Arab terrorism, and this time it was a Jewish government, a Jewish state, led by Prime Minister Ariel Sharon, carried out what they called the disengagement from Aza. Disengagement was such a um, whitewashed word because it really was the expulsion of 8,000 Jews from, Gush, from their homes, from their homes in Gush Katif, homes that they were sent to by the Israeli government. And, by the way, at the end of the process, on the eighth day of Elul, and, and many people forget this, at the end of that process, all the Batei Knesset, all the synagogues of all the Yishuvim in Gush Katif were burnt on the first day after the Israelis left. It was one of the first things that the Arabs did. They burnt the Batei Knesset. Let not people say that the Arabs have nothing against Jews, but only against Zionists. And if we just recently mourned the burning of the Mikdash on Tisha B'Av, let us remember to mourn these Mikdash Ma'at synagogues that are called small Batei Mikdash. That were burnt on the eighth day of Elul. In fact, there is every year a ceremony of remembrance that takes place in the Chorva synagogue in Yerushalayim. This year it is on the 14th of August. It is in the late evening. If you're in Israel around that time, Check around there. Surely there will be signs and notifications. But unfortunately, who comes to these memorials? Not the majority of Israelis. Not even the majority of religious Israelis. Just a small handful of people who still remember and still care. Because ultimately, these 8,000 Jews who were expelled still suffer, still suffer terribly, and mainly are not cared for. And what did we get from all this? From this brilliant disengagement, quote-unquote, which is really nothing more than expulsion and exile, what did we get? We got a Hamas-run state on the southern border of Israel, which we needed to invade twice. And find very difficult to deal with in general. So, let us remember that around this time of the year, these are things that we mourn as well. The song that accompanied that expulsion, the exile, the disengagement, whatever words you want to use, was Tefillah Le'ani Ki Ya'atof, or Pasuk from Tehillim, I'm going to post on our Facebook page a link to a news report that was shown in Israel on Channel 10 News back in, in the day, eight years ago, in which you see a shul, I think it's in Neveda Kalim, a shul filled with women, only women, singing, tfilalani, crying. You, you can see the anguish that they're going through. Hoping beyond hope that their tefillot will change the gzairah, which we know it didn't. If you want to feel a little bit of the pain, take a look at that clip. I think you will, if you're not moved by it, I don't know, if you're not moved by it, there's something wrong. At the beginning of this clip that we're playing now, off of the album Yamim Ketumim, you'll hear those women women singing as it was recorded, and then the song will begin, the song on the album Tefillah Ani.
Now let's remember today. Remember them this week. Let's remember them this month. Let's remember those who were massacred in Hebron, in Yerushalayim, in Tzfat, in 1929. Let's remember those who were exiled eight years ago from the Yishuvim of Gush Katif. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachman Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Shabbat 
It could be called the theme song of the uh, expulsion from Aza and Gush Katif eight years ago around this time of the year that was taking place in Israel. Well, today is Tubav. If we uh, change, if we segue from the sad to the joyous. And um, it is the Mishnah in Ta'anit. That reads as follows: Amar Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel, Lo hayu yamim tovim li Israel, kechamishasar ba'av v'chiyom hakipurim. There are no happier, more joyous days for Israel than these two days. And now, if you were to be asked or ask any kid in the street, what's the most joyous day on the Jewish calendar? They would probably say Purim. Maybe they would say Hanukkah, but Yom Kippur or Tuba'av? Nah, it's hard to imagine. But yes, this is what Rav Shimon Ben Gamliel says in the Mishnah. Those are the two most joyous days, Chamisha Asar Ba'av and Yom Kippurim. And what happened on these two days? <laughs> if, you, if you haven't heard it, it's going to blow your mind. Shibahen, on these days, on these two days, meaning on Yom Kippur as well, B'nei Yerushalayim, the sons of Jerusalem, the men, I'm sorry, the sons of Jerusalem, B'nei Yerushalayim, but actually is referring in this case to the women, Yotzin b'klei lavan she'ulim, go out into the fields wearing white dresses that they borrowed, she'ulim. Shelo levayesh et and then in parentheses, it says, in order not to embarrass one who doesn't have. Uvnot Yerushalayim yotzot v'cholot bakramim. And the women of Yerushalayim go out and dance in the vineyards. We mentioned the word cholot is from the word machol. Um, they go dancing in circles, circle dancing in the vineyards. So you have the women, the young women, dancing in circles in the fields, and you have the men standing watching them. Uma hayu omrot, what would the girls say as they danced around? Sana inecha bachur, young man, take a look. Ure'ema taborerlach, and and pick. Right, borer, we know borer means picking, picking out one from the other, sorting out. Pick one. The ones that had yichus would say, pick somebody with yichus. The ones that had looks would say, pick someone with looks. This is a pretty amazing Mishnah. Imagine imagine some Jewish organization would do that today. <laughs> imagine some Orthodox Jewish organization would do that today. Have a day when the women would uh, dance around in the fields and the guys would stand around and watch and the women would say, pick one. I want to point out something very, very interesting that the Mishnah specifies here. The Mishnah makes a, 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 a special emphasis that the women wore white dresses that were borrowed. And the reason, the Mishnah says it, the reason is so that we should not embarrass somebody who doesn't have meaning. If this was a well-known event, everybody, all the women went out to the fields and tried to attract a chassan, a husband, a potential husband. One would think that the rich women would buy very, very fancy dresses for weeks before they'd be going to pick the right gown, the right dress, have it tailored just properly so. A very fancy one maybe with uh, the latest fashion prints. But no, 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 the Mishnah says. Everybody wears white. Same plain white dress. 
And not only that, but you got to borrow a dress. You can't wear your own dress. And by doing so, by setting it up in that way, they made sure that no one would be embarrassed. So that those women, those young girls that were poor and couldn't afford a fancy dress, they shouldn't be embarrassed by those who were able to spend a lot of money and buy a fancy dress. And very often, very often, you hear about an event, a wedding, let's say, or some other simcha, which was extraordinarily lavish. I often say, it's wrong, even if they can't afford it. You can afford to have a nicer wedding, okay, but to have it extraordinarily lavish, to take others' eyes out, if you will, that, I believe, contravenes the Mishnah of Kadesh Lolavayashit Misha'inlo. And people say, but they have money, they can afford it, and they give a lot of tzedakah. You know, the Gemara continues the, uh, the story here, Tanur Abanon, Bat Melech, the daughter of the king, it says, borrowed her dress from the daughter of the Kohen Gadol. And the daughter of the Kohen Gadol, from the daughter of the deputy Kohen Gadol. And Bat Sgan, Shalami Bat Meshuach Milchaman, Bat Meshuach Milchama, Shalami Bat Kohen Hedjot, Bat Kohen Hedjot, Shalami Bat Yisrael, and so forth. Everybody borrowed a dress from somebody who was one rung lower than them, so to speak, on the social uh, um, ladder. The whole Yisrael Shalim Zemizeh and all the people, the general public, they all borrowed from each other. The king's daughter. Well, the king surely had money. And I'm assuming that the king of Israel gave a lot of tzedakah. But his daughter couldn't buy a dress for this Tuba'av Shidduch party, she couldn't buy her own fancy dress. She also had to borrow a dress. Doesn't matter how much stucco one gives, how much good one does with their money. There still is a concept of Kedei Shalom Levayesh at Misha Einlo. That we live in a community. And when we do things that affect others in the community, and we do need to keep that in mind. And I think that that is an important point. It's not focused on very often, but I think it's an important point that we learn from this special day, this day of Tuba'av, which maybe next year on Tuba'av we'll have an opportunity to talk a greater length about other aspects of it. It is actually a day of Jewish unity. That's really what it is. A day of Jewish unity. And having people get married and start families, people from different tribes, people from different social statuses, that too is part of Jewish unity. Kobi Aflalo, Masha Halev Bocher, what the heart chooses. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachman Siegel Network. <laughs>
with Bachar. I like that one. We've played it numerous times here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. A shout out for me. My mother is usually tuned into the show via our call-in line. Uh, but this week she is up at Kutcher's Country Club. Part of the uh, seniors program there, so a shout out to her, to all the seniors that are enjoying their stay at Kutcher's, and to the staff of Kutcher's, headed by Yossi Zablocki. We thank you all for taking such good care of everybody, especially our parents. Um, the call-in line, if you uh, want to tune in to the Nachum Siegel Network and you don't have internet... In New York is 212-419-4241, 212-419-4241. And in Israel, toll-free, not toll-free, a local call in Israel, 072-224-2792, 072-224-2792. We're going to close out with Udi Davidi and La Colzman. Now, before we tell you a couple of things, number one is uh, I will be filling in, God willing, for Nachum Siegel, this coming Wednesday on JM in the AM. So you're all invited, as always, to tune in. You should always tune in to JM in the AM, but if you like our particular brand of music and talk, you can hear it on Wednesday morning between 6 and 9, 91.1 FM down in the Tri-State area, 90.1 FM up in the Catskills and 91.9, I believe, up in Rockland County area. That's the latest edition. Also, I will be um, joining for the first time 
the Champions Gate Conference that Yeshiva University has a conference every year. It's, uh, it's entitled the Champions Gate Conference only because that was where it used to take place, but it is a conference about um, Jewish community, Jewish life, modern orthodoxy, and so many other things. And, uh, of course, Nachum will be there and be broadcasting from there on Friday morning. And I um, really hope that I will learn much and be able to share much of what I learn with you in the coming weeks. I'll be joining them uh, this coming weekend uh, down in Orlando. We will, as we said, we're going to close out with Udi Davidi and La Col Zman. Not before we say thank you. Thank you so much to all of you for listening, for making us a part of your day. Thanks for all your Facebook likes. We hit, we're at 101. We hit the 100 threshold. Wow. I, I couldn't have imagined it. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your emails. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And as always, my very, very special thanks to Nachum Siegel. Stay tuned for the rest of the day to the Nachum Siegel Network for a great Music Monday mix. Until Wednesday on JM and the AM, and until next Monday here, following JM and the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.